Hello everyone. That allow me to speak more about what happened in terms of organized crime sexuality. There's a lot more. In organized crime, sex is considered one-sided. When the men were running organized crime, sexual gratification was considered to be reserved for the man in a relationship, committed as well as casual. For the woman, their consolation prize was the opportunity to be sexually available at all times and offspring was expected but there were certain cases where offspring were not produced women were also expected to remain monogamous while allowing the men to be sexually promiscuous with any woman of their desirous choosing. To be child-free was frowned upon in the world of organized crime, but If you were well-liked in organized crime, it was tolerated, but they wish you would still have at least one child. The more children you had, the more favorable you were seen in organized crime. When the women took over organized crime, sex was still one-sided. Sexual gratification was considered to be reserved for the woman in a relationship, whether even casual as well as committed, for the man, their consolation prize was the opportunity to be sexually available at all times for the woman, for the women, and the men were expected to have dynamite healthy sperm. Even if that wasn't the case, the sperm had to be good enough for where that offspring could be produced. But the women were more accepting of being child-free, so... More and more people in organized crime started being child-free. The men were like, no, man, you gotta produce my babies. While the women were more into, we don't have to if we don't want to. Men were also expected to remain monogamous while allowing the women to be sexually promiscuous with any man of their desirous choosing. 
in certain cases, the women were more into LGBT quite plus love life and LGBT quite plus sex more than the men. So the women were more accepting and more allowing of LGBT quite plus pride. The men were more into cis normativity, out of normativity, the women not so much. You know, there were some women in the crime world who were heteronormative and cisnormative. The women were more into sexual fluidity and um, gender fluidity than the men were. The men were not big on that when they were running it. They were big on man, woman, sex, love, that's it. So the men were more homophobic and more transphobic than the women. The women were more permitting of transgenderism and people being gay. There were some women who were heteronormative, cisnormative, transphobic, homophobic like the men, but they weren't the main ones running organized crime. Um, in organized crime, sex is about power. Sex is generally framed in this dynamic of dominant and submissive roles. Organized crime is about people being the most sexually dominant and the most sexually submissive. So, of course... There are social sexual implications and social sexual ramifications, so of the highest kind. So you have sex power differentials were baked into the fabric of organized crime sexual life. So when the men were running organized crime, the man with the status of a crime boss or just a person in organized crime was well liked they had a lot of license to engage in sexual liaisons outside of their marriage outside of their domestic partnership and to engage in sexual promiscuity period whether single or not in fact it was generally the most powerful people in organized crime who had the longest list of varied sexual exploits and specific sexual fetishes. And also, even the big money-making men who were called fat cats had ravenous, insatiable sexual appetites more than the men that weren't the big money makers in organized crime. So, when the women took over organized crime, sex was still about power. Because a woman with status, whether she was a crime boss or well-liked in organized crime, 
had a lot had a lot of license to engage in sexual liaisons outside of her marriage, her domestic outside of her domestic partnership, and to have the license to be sexually promiscuous. Period. Even the um, wealthy, well, even the big money makers that were women were more had more ravenous insatiable sexual appetites um, than the men when the women were running organized crime more than the women who weren't the big money makers in organized crime um In certain cases in organized crime, there were people having sex with everything, anything that moved all the time. Sometimes privately, sometimes publicly. There was a ton of sexual debauchery in organized crime world that I saw. Extramarital sex was the thing that everybody did. Um, that were in relation, romantic relationships. It, you were, it was frowned upon not to have extramarital sex. They would make crass, crude jokes about you that were mean spirited, evil spirited if you chose to live a monogamous existence. However, in the organized crime world, rape was one of the few abusive realities automatically punishable by group murder with no hesitation or reluctance. Most of the pedophiles and most of the adult rapists did not ever get a chance to have a trial because a group of criminals would murder pedophiles and adult rapists. The majority of adult rapists and pedophiles didn't last very long. And... In organized crime, there wasn't a lot of male rape survivor bashing. There wasn't a lot of it because, I mean, it happened to some extent, but even then, those who did that didn't live long. Um, as for female rape survivor bashing, wasn't a lot of that either. And when that happened, you didn't live very long. So there were times where, yes, in organized crime, you were bashed if you were raped. But then those people would get killed, too. Because the organized crime world I was in, rape wasn't something to 
to glamorize. Rape wasn't something to be gratified by. And those who did make rape jokes would end up murdered. So those things happen in terms of the um, rape culture uh, upholding. But you would be found dead somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And rape wasn't something that you stigmatized. If you did stigmatize, you end up killed. That's what happened. And people were quick to defend the rape survivors. They were found to be blameless. And if and if and those that would side with the rapists and the pedophiles, they would usually be found end up dead found somewhere. Organized crime has mixed reviews on people being gay and people being trans. So, in organized crime, when the men were running it, people being gay was considered a deadly offense. However, the men were very split on the subject of what is called homosexuality. I know that's an offensive term, but that's what it was called back then. That sometimes gay slurs were used, but even in organized crime, you had to be careful with the gay slurs because in some parts of organized crime, it was no big thing. You could say it. In other organized crime worlds, if you did say it around certain dudes like the word homosexuality or using gay slurs, you would end up beaten, robbed, and killed. So in some parts of the organized crime world, they looked at people in terms of of sexual roles. Um, they were like, hey, as long as the man is the penetrator, not the one being penetrated, okay, he's a strong, masculine manly dude but if the man is on the receiving end oh man you so what you a woman now what you effeminate what you so what you are one of those as they said trannies and a lot of dudes who said that they would either get beat robbed or killed or one of the above or two of the above or all the above because People being LGBTQI plus is a divisive topic in the organized crime world. Very much so. Because some people that are the leaders in that world and the followers of that world are LGBTQI plus themselves. And let's not create a link between gayness and crime. Let's not create a link between transgenderism and crime. Because most LGBTQI plus people have no desire... And no inclination for organized crime. Um, In certain organized crime circles, they did look at people in terms of sexuality. 
Like, there were some organized crime figures who were very accepting of LGBTQI+, but that, or women and men, but there were men and women who were progressive even back in the late 90s when I was in that world of, they were just, they were all for LGBTQI+, culture, LGBTQI+, pride. So slowly but surely, that world started being more and more accepting, inclusive, open, affirming of LGBTQI plus people because I played a role in that. I started educating the criminals I was talking to because I was always a reader. I was always researching, always studying. I said, they're people. Why do you care how they have sex? And it's not even about sex. This is about love. Hey, as long as I, you know, as long as they loving people and nobody's being, you know, as I said, fucked over, like screwed over, then why the hell do you fucking care? So I was, I had a way of just talking to them like, but how can you be so hateful of gay, lesbian, and trans people? But you got... Some of them are your relatives. Some of them are your friends. Some of them are people that you talk to have good interactions with. You know, why? So once word got out that I was accepting of LGBTQ plus people, then that world started being more accepting of LGBTQ plus people because when I first got in that world, the violent murders, robberies, you know, in the beatings too of LGBTQ plus people, I put, I largely put a stop to that. I said, this is, why are you fucking with people that ain't fucking with you? They ain't got nothing to do with the people that are really fucking with you. Got probably people really fucking with you. Fuck with them. Don't fuck with, you know, gay, lesbian, trans people. And it made sense to them, like, you know, because the hate crimes used to be normal back then. I I played a role in stopping a lot of it. Even if it still happened, they did it away from me, not me ever knowing. Um, You know, in the um, crime world, too, um, I recognize that uh, same-sex intercourse is common organized crime. Some parts, it's hidden, and other parts, it's out in the open. In the beginning, when I was first in that world, when the men were running it, it was mostly hidden. And once it was found out, the hate crimes would ensue. When the women started running organized crime, then, um...
same-sex intercourse was more out in the open. So, when the women started running organized crime, it was more acceptable for the man to be the penetrator one and the penetrated one. It was also okay for the woman to be considered the dominant one and the submissive one. When the men running organized crime, they were like, they were more accepting of lesbianism but not a man being gay. When the women were running organized crime, they were more accepting of men and women being gay and they were more accepting of people being non-binary. They were like, we, I don't care what your sexuality or gender identity is. Are you tough? Are you rough? Are you strong? Do you have a... Are you commanding in your presence? Can you make me money? Do you know how to fool and dupe law enforcement? Do you know how to rise in higher ranks to eventually be a crime boss? That's all they cared about. They didn't care about anything else. The men cared about your gender, sexuality, routine, and everything else when they were running it. Organized crime, the women took over. They they had a I don't give a fuck campaign slogan, basically. Um... In organized crime, um, I would say that red light districts were considered okay as long as straight people were a part of it, but they didn't really allow or like LGBTQ plus people to be a part of it. And if they did, it was secret. And if they were found out, hate crimes would ensue. But when the men lost the organized crime reign to the women, the women were more into, you can be LGBTQ plus and non-binary and be a part of the red light districts and brothels just like the cis hetero people are. Um, Because the men were like, they didn't want non-binary LGBTQ plus people part of their broth, you know, the red light districts, brothels, what have you. Um, But the women, when they took over, they said, fuck all that. Um, I remember that um, that there were a lot of decoys in the world of organized crime I would say that prostitution is very common organized crime it used to be male centered then it became female 
centered, male centered, and non binary centered when the women took over. And, um, and being in prostitution didn't have any stigmas. I mean, of course, they had some slut shamers, sex shamers, but after a while, they were kicked out of organized crime, either through violence, through robbery, through murders, or just basically axed and told to leave. And, um... And, uh, I also remember, um... In that world, I can tell you one of the reasons why... I'm very careful sexually is for this reason. I, um... There's a lot of decoys. The Maury Show is the best example modernly of a decoy. Um, The decoys are usually people... Who an individual or group might be looking for, but only meant to lure them. So the decoy will resemble what you like sexually, but in the end, they're there to ensnare you. Um, I can tell you that a lot of people in organized crime were beaten, robbed, and killed because they were caught with these sex symbol type of decoys, for lack of a better term. And, uh, I'm also understanding that a lot of the decoys when I talk about the decoys I'm talking about the ones that I was forced to meet an organized crime and thankfully they um, weren't so hideous to me because if they were I wouldn't be alive right now Um, with the decoys these were basically women who would um, blur men Um, it's a lot like how in organized crime there are plenty of people who may be in any kind of industry like the sex industry this is not horophobia this is not hierarchy I hate hierarchy I hate 
porphobia. I'm just telling you, predominantly organized crime you find in the sex industry. The organized crime version of the sex industry, not the ethical version of the sex industry. So, it's basically people who live a double life, right? If they're often away from home, they have unusual boundaries, their stories don't add up. They're extremely protective of their devices, they avoid simple questions. gut instincts telling you something is wrong disappears a lot not answering direct questions unreasonable requests lying over explaining exhibiting confusing sexual patterns blurts out the truth keep secrets has data confusion family friends don't like him um finances are hidden from you and slash for money is disappearing um late nights at work weird phone antics change the subject or tell you to trust them excuses and lies even little ones that are starting to, that are starting to add up overly interested in sex or suddenly not interested at all not wanting to be seen with you in public highest relationship constantly on their phone and laptop and claiming it's work related gives out another person's name in a very conversation even talks non-stop about them but in an innocent way becomes preacher self-righteous and smug becomes violent and is easily angered the ring is off little odd things they're extra defensive they have unexplained absences financial discrepancies um extra private with their phone, give vague answers. They don't spend as much time with you as they should. They're overly cautious with their phone. They get mixed up easily, don't give out information or appear distant. They stop being intimate with you. Um, Personal crises, 
uh, sensation seeking unwise desires communication problems they're unable to exercise emotional responsibility they appear unable to make a decision regarding their feelings or to recognize what's happening to them the more emotionally co-distant they become, the more permanent the double life is. They may be numb on emotional level by doing certain activities, so... And difficulty establishing future healthy relationships. They never spend time with you. They hide their phone. They confuse you for other people. They're generally secretive. And, uh... They cut conversations short. That's what tended to happen in the world of organized crime. This, these are all the signs of adultery. And some of the women, usually the women were decoys. They were male decoys, but there were more women decoys than male decoys. Um, when both the women and men were running organized crime, men before the women, sadly, um, there are always more women decoys. There were some men, but the women always outnumbered the men in the decoys. So they would try to go to um, sleazy environments, overly cheap hotels and motels, and even rooming houses, boarding houses just to carry on their sexual escapades and you would hear all kinds of stories of black male beatings, robbings, killings um, extortion um, sometimes people found out in their spouse's death that there was an affair happening the whole time Sometimes it was known that this person was cheating, but it was it just kept being allowed to happen for a myriad of reasons. And I remember um, women were made to tolerate the cheating. Then when the women took over organized crime, the men were made to tolerate the cheating. But in that kind of world, um, cheating was rife RFE and um, many of the decoys went to prison and some died violently some even committed suicide because of the pressure and the guilt of what they did 
So, um, these decoys were a part of organized crime syndicates, basically to allow the men's sexual toxic masculinity, sexual hypermasculinity, sexual chauvinism get to his head. And there were faked orgasms. Sometimes it was real orgasms, but the hate crimes would happen. Sometimes there were faked orgasms and the hate crimes would still ensue. just reminiscing about how I avoid decoys because they smiley decoys are backstabbers times affinity and don't get me wrong the men were are dead wrong What they did was shitty because they're shitty. What they did was fucked up because they are fucked up. Um, I am not a fan of cheating at all whatsoever. I think that if you're going to be a cheater, marriage is never for you. If you like to be non-monogamous, don't have any romantic exclusivity with any human being. But the decoys, sexual trouble will usually occur. Sometimes there was perjury committed by the decoys, sometimes they did the hate crimes for money and for sport. In fact, their sport was doing hate crimes for money. That's what was fun to them. I can tell you that a lot of the decoys did have Hearts filled with discriminatory traditions, discriminatory policies, discriminatory ideas, discriminatory practices, discriminatory laws, discriminatory institutions, and discriminatory systems. So, in light of everything I told you, I refuse to have sex with anyone that has hearts filled with discriminatory traditions, discriminatory policies, discriminatory practices, discriminatory laws, 
discriminatory institutions and discriminatory systems. I refuse to sleep with anyone who has discriminatory discriminatory attitudes. The decoys had discriminatory attitudes. To give you more information, the decoys in the organized crime world had hearts filled with institutional discrimination, structural discrimination. They had hearts filled with discrimination based on age, disability, genetics, hair color, hair texture, height, look, size, language, race, ethnicity, skin color, rank, caste, class, religion, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, sex characteristics. They had hearts full of acephobia, aerophobia, adultism, anti-albinism, anti-autism, anti-drug addicts, anti-homelessness, anti-intellectualism, anti-intersex, anti-left-handedness, anti-masonry, aporophobia, autism, biphobia, cronyism, elitism, ethobiphobia, fatphobia, gayphobia, geronophobia, heterosexism, HIV slash AIDS stigmas, homophobia, leprosy stigma, lesbophobia, misandry, misogyny, nepotism, pedophobia, uh, professional foreigner stereotype, um, pregnancy discrimination, sectarianism, supremacism, black supremacism, white supremacism, transphobia, discrimination is non-binary people, trans massage, discrimination against trans men, vegophobia, xenophobia, um, and they discriminated against people of all views on religion. Um, a lot of decoys had at least one religion that they discriminated against concerning the people. And they had all kinds of ethnic slash national discrimination. Pretty much each continent, each island. And, uh, And, uh, now you understand why I don't have sex with hateful people. Nothing I noticed was, um, there was a lot of, um, a lot of them were abusers. I'll tell you specifically, 
basically they were adult abusers and child abusers some of them A lot of these decoys are no longer on Earth. They died of unnatural causes, most of them. The rest were um, spent time in psych wards, then they went to prison. So I've learned never to sleep with anyone who is filled and full of bigotry, discrimination, hate, tribalism, fatalism, stoicism, cynicism, defeatism, nihilism, tribalism, cronyism, um, favoritism, separatism, escapism, pessimism, narrow-mindedness, closed-mindedness, small-mindedness, one-track-mindedness, narrow-mindedness, weak-mindedness. Prejudice, judgmentalism, self-righteousness. Hypocrisy, double living, double dipping, double dealing, fickle, fair weather type of people. So now you're understanding that I don't even sleep with people who are sometimes. And now you're understanding why I barely have sex and why I barely date. Decoys will sexually smile in your face all the time. They want to take your sexual place. The sexual backstabbers. The sexual backstabbers. Mm-hmm.